welcome to Removing Addiction and Healing Mental Health. In this new weekly podcast series, you'll be hearing from healers and experts in removing addiction and improving overall mental health. Now here's your host, MC Counselling's Mike Carroll. Today, I'm joined with Dexter Gelfand, and Dex is a spiritual healer. I've been wanting to talk to Dex for many, well, not many years, but about 18 months now. We've never met or talked like live like we are right now, but I want to say thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today, Dex. It's really an honor to have you on. Oh, my pleasure, Mike. Thanks for having me. I'm sure we're probably going to enjoy several of these because we, we already sort of have this great rapport. So it's going to be fun, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. Now, what we love about this show is the fact that, and I was just mentioning it to you earlier before, that we want to be able to bring a podcast that isn't looking at just one type of modality or one type of treatment style or just a show talking about people that have removed addiction. So if that was the case, maybe people would listen and say, I've never got that opportunity. But if it's a bit of a mix of all different things, it really does help people to to look outside the box of maybe if they go to their GP and they're given a referral to see a psychologist or a psychiatrist and that doesn't work, they're, they're a bit stuck. And these days we've got the internet, we've got social media, we've got lots of platforms, obviously, including podcasts, to be able to get out there. So when I say you're a spiritual healer, when you say you're a spiritual healer, could you please go through a little bit about how you help people, Dex? My pleasure. You know, yeah, it's always tricky to, like, come up with the best uh, phrase to describe yourself, you know, mm. because you, you know, you're dealing with people's interpretations and so forth. Like, I can't say therapist because I, I'm not a licensed psychiatrist or psychotherapist, but it, what we do is therapeutic. Yes. So uh, I call um, my brand, so to speak, um, therapeutic spiritual counseling. And uh, what I mean by that is everything we experience has a spiritual component, which means that ultimately we create whatever we experience. And therefore, at its root, the, the, what it comes down to, the, the means for resolving anything is through our own creation and our own acceptance of what we've been creating, our recognition of the energies within us that we create. And uh, so uh, everything we experience for that reason does have a spiritual component. And what we tend to do in life, two things I find to be major errors. One is seeking attribution for whatever issue we're dealing with. Like one incident or moment in life is supposed to be the root or explain everything or um, uh, some other person uh, that we've interacted with is, is the cause of whatever we experience. You know, essentially feelings really truly are simply energies. All feelings are energies. I love that. And there are only two things in this world, creations and creators. Energies are creations. and We're the creators. And uh, the other mistake we make is the idea of solutions to things. 
to solve things, you know, which uh, from my perspective always turns out to be adding another layer of complexity to whatever we've created. When what we really need to do is sort of absorb, recognize and absorb what we've created. Sort of um, what I call spiritual digestion, you know, uh, allow ourselves to have the presence of the energies we've been creating and experiencing, let them digest. Instead of creating something new, some tactic or overlaying it with some uh, system or method, you know, because we wind up sort of burying it under that system or method, but it remains there and it remains effective. And in, in effect, what we then have is uh, counter forces, counter energies working against each other. And I know that every time I have uh, somebody working with me, just recognize, notice, accept, and allow themselves to feel the energies of what is present for them. Once these things are digested, it gets very light and uh, effortless, quiet, very serene and pleasant. And that's when the person realizes how exhausting it's actually been to be actually spiritually creating and counter-creating against their own creations. And uh, there's, there's this great relief uh, and relaxation of tension when that occurs. And you doing what you do, it's all holistic. Would I be right in saying that? Uh, yes, I, I, I'd say that that term definitely applies. I mean, holistic, uh, the way I see it is sort of a... Um, an integration of all within ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, again, whatever we experience, we actually create it to be experienced just the way that we're going to experience it. And this tends to be a facet of the identities we create for ourselves. You know, we have this idea that you shouldn't merely be, you should be something, you should be a personality, you should be a particular uh, type of person, you know? <laughs> yes. And like, that's all fun and games as long as you're consciously creating that. But mm. these things tend to take on lives of their own, mm. you know, and you have people, one of the biggest errors that is part of human nature is to identify yourself with your traumatic experiences. You know, I'm the guy who, 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 who lost his mother, lost his wife, who had this terrific injury or traumatic experience. As soon as you identify yourself, as that person, now you're really stuck with it. You're, you know, you're living through that. And you sort of, it takes on a life of its own. That identity you create, it's like they say, God created man in his own image. Well, we create identities and we imbue them with a life force. And the most natural tendency in any life is the, the, the intention, the, desire, the drive to continue to be and to exist. So when you create an, a personality, a persona that is, you know, uh, always displaying the hurt of some bad experience or the, how they're wounded or whatever, um, they're going to always be displaying that scenario, always being experiencing that scenario. This is why you see so many people in life, they can recount one incident or issue after another that they have and it's always essentially the same narrative the same story look what happened to me it's this type of thing it's always happening to me that is uh the behavior pattern of any identity that we create or take on and so you know that really needs to be disintegrated holistic means to you know in a spiritual sense of doing the work uh means to like 
we, we separate out our existence into all these separate little life continuums. When I had this job, when I was in this relationship and the different personas that we become in relation to the other person and they become their own separate time continuums and we accumulate all this. It's like with a, a, with a computer disk, you have fragmenting and sometimes you need to defragment the disk because the data gets scattered all over the place and it's terribly inefficient. Well, we create these walls, these barriers, these separations, when what we want to do is, in a holistic sense, integrate all these energies and all these attitudes and sort of reclaim what we've created, you know, and no, no longer be uh, stuck in the behavior patterns of these things. Again, to, to digest, spiritually digest the energies we've created, to, you know, liberate ourselves from what we've too thoroughly invested ourselves in being. That's amazing. I, I absolutely love what you've just said, and it's very rare for me not to say anything. And just to let you speak, that's beautiful. If I was to add to that, Dex, do you think, or what are your thoughts about Western society and mental health diagnosis or diagnoses? Do you, do you feel that that is something that really holds people back when they come to see you? Well, you know, I think it's sort of like any paradigm that a person invest themselves in. It's another issue we have is we want somebody to spoon feed us a system, mm. answers. Um, there's an old saying that I love. It was from an 18th century or 19th century painter. And I saw this when I was eight years old on a school class trip right. to Thomas Edison's laboratory. He had this sign hanging there and it said, and I can still quote this, <clears throat> it's been blazing my mind. There is no expedient to which a man will not resort to avoid the true labor of thinking. So we want a religion, we want a, a, a branch of psychology or, or you know, a cult, if you will, you know, something that just is supposed to explain everything and all we have to do is go along with it and accept it and, and act accordingly with it. And then, you know, they will be free and clear. Of course, that never truly works, whether it's a form of Western psychology or anything else. I truly believe just about every paradigm out there, even the most um, uh, notorious cults have some elements of value, mm. you know, and like that might be the trap, you know, um, that's part of the mistake we make in wanting to invest ourselves fully in any particular method or technique or system. It's like, uh, I, like I, I, one of the things I experienced was the Scientology experience, you know, and, and my advice to anybody, uh, uh, looking over Scientology materials, like anything else, grant yourself the power and freedom to uh, just uh, go along with whatever resonates for you and never accept anything simply based on its source, mm. simply based on where it comes from. Okay, that's, that is uh, surrendering, it's abdicating your responsibility to yourself to be present and, and trust your own instincts you know, and you completely disempower yourself anytime you fully invest yourself in any of these uh, paradigms, cults, uh, psychiatric or psychological systems. Again, which is not to say that any of these are, are devoid of value completely, but to give yourself fully into one of these things, which they all seem to feel you must do, 
because they're operated by practitioners who themselves have done so because, you know, that's been their solution. Mm-hmm. This goes back to what I was saying about we adopt solutions rather than, you know, uh, simply accepting, noticing and feeling and digesting our own spiritual energies. We want somebody else to give us a series of mechanics for what to do with them, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, like, and there's no one way, you know, I mean, that's a big red flag. Anytime anything represents itself to be the way. Mm. <laughs> that's a big red flag. And I, I'm not attacking anybody's beliefs or religions, mm-hmm. or, you know, or convictions, but it simply is a big red flag when so, anything represents itself as being the one and only, it's the solution to everything. It is the way thereby uh, implying asserting that any other views are wrong and misleading you know mm-hmm. I, I believe what i was starting to say like with scientology or anything else you simply feel free to examine anything be open i totally agree with that don't be dismissive of anything because of where it comes from any more than you should accept something because of where it comes from mm-hmm. go with what resonates for you and what resonates for you today might not be what resonates with you two years from now and that's fine you're at a certain point on your path and this is a stepping stone for you now. I can look back at things I've done I would not advise a person to do today. Right. But they were part of my path. They were right for me at that time. I regret nothing. And everything we've experienced is part of what brought us to where we are now. Absolutely stunning. I, I love how you say that. And this is the Mike Carroll podcast, Removing Addiction and Healing Mental Health. We're talking with Dexter Gelfand, who is a spiritual healer, and he's been explaining a bit about how he works and a bit about how different we look at things in Western society, going to a GP, getting a referral to see someone, to get something fixed. There's a certain system that's used and that might be a psychological system, such as a counselling modality or a counselling style. Um, it probably will include medication as well. And when we've got anything that includes medication, that just takes it to a whole different level because that's when the body is working on the on the stress hormone to, to make that actually work. And the idea of these podcasts is not to promote MC counselling as the best place to go. Not at all. It's for me to use my skills as a communicator to be able to show showcase the talents that we have across the world of different people, um, people that have removed addiction and healed their mental health or, or beginning to do that in different ways. We're not robots because if we were robots, one thing would be fine. It would fix everything. But we're not. We're human beings. Every one of us is individual. And... Like, Dex, how and what was the reasons for you becoming interested in spiritual healing or spirituality in a different level to what I've kind of, I suppose, understood spirituality to be in my past? Well, for one thing, let me say right off the bat in response to what you just said, spirituality is for each of us to define for ourselves. Nice. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I can explain it in my terms. Mm. And if that resonates with you or somebody, wonderful. And if not, well, by all means, I really want you to be true to yourself and your perspective. I don't want to be responsible for becoming anybody's uh, source of information. Mm. Uh, I want you to, I want, that's how I work with my clients. You know, I want them to present things like I have a plan for every session. 
you know, and, but whatever that client comes to me in that moment is manifesting for them as a thing that needs to be addressed. You know, I'm wise enough to know that your spiritual compass is what calls the shots. My job is to help you to trust it. Mm-hmm. Grant yourself permission to trust yourself mm-hmm. and invite you to do so. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing more powerful than that. You don't, the only way you empower people is by inviting and encouraging them to recognize and trust their own power. You don't give, nobody gives anybody power, mm-hmm. you know, uh, least, you know, that's how I, how I see it. I love that. Now there's lots of different ways that people can become connected with you, Dex. And the big one is, is on Instagram. Um, and, and there's a few links that I was having a look there. You've got an ebook honoring your spiritual compass. There's also a 15 week ebook home study course and video training. Um, there's video lectures there as well. There's lots of information for people to be able to, to gain. Do you find it difficult to explain what you do or if somebody is to make contact or do they do that homework beforehand? Because what well, you're, com- yeah, go for it. Mm-hmm. It comes out all different ways, but you know, let me roll back because I didn't actually answer your previous yeah, question. Sure. I was just getting to that, how I came to do what I do. Yeah. Um, very simply, I can tell you that I have always felt that this is my place in the world. Even as a child, I mean, I didn't voice it verbally to anyone, but it was a feeling mm. of this direction that I should be. And I am some sort of a, a person who enlightens people and helps people spiritually. You know, throughout my life, people that I, even people that were complete strangers would sometimes come up to me and say, I feel like I can talk to you and they'd start spilling whatever they were dealing with. Um, people always told me they feel like they feel like I help them to feel calm, you know, mm-hmm. just in being in casual conversation, you know, it's, it's, it's my nature, you know, and um, whenever I, as an adult, whenever I was working and if I wasn't doing any of this kind of work, I always felt a little guilty inside that I wasn't being true to my place in the world and what I should be doing for people. And uh, I, I, I've studied and trained in several things and a certain point in my life came when I had the opportunity uh, to, to go fully into this. And so, you know, I took advantage of, of that opportunity. Amazing. So, I mean, yeah. I, I um, things happen, you know, the more work we do, uh, the more, uh, telepathic and empathic we get, you know, like it's very common for me to know the exact words verbatim somebody's going to say before they say them. I'll hear things. It can even be like on the radio or television program and I'll get that person's what they're just about to say. And I'll just feel a person's energies. Like just, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, I was, I, I was uh, with uh my goddess, the love of my life in a, a restaurant. And the server walked by and she wasn't even our server, but I got, wow, oh my God. I had to call her over and say, excuse me, um, you've had something very traumatic happen that's affecting you. It's really getting all your attention. It's what you're thinking about and feeling right now, aren't you? And she said, yes, it is. I said, well, I just want you to know, I, I, I recognize that, you know, I, I feel that. And, um, uh, you know, a, a little while later, uh, um, she passed by and stopped and I said, thanked me and said she just felt happier being in my presence. And I said, yeah, I could tell you more, but I think that will suffice. And she said, no, wait, tell me more. I said, okay, well, 
I happen to know you you just lost somebody close to you, somebody very close to you just, just passed away. And she said, you're right. Yes. I said, yeah, I know. I said, I want you to know that that person is present right now around you Mm -hmm. and you're not allowing yourself to feel this kind of thing. But if you allow yourself to feel their presence, you'll feel that they're actually right here. They're not going anywhere and they haven't gone anywhere. They're right with you right now. Allow her to notice that connection, that person's presence, their attention was on them as I, as I was well aware and just help that person to, uh, you know, sort of a soothe that sense of loss because we never lose our connections. We never lose them. Sometimes we project distances and we project losses but we, we never lose a connection. I'm just you know, throwing this out as an example of this those sort of thing just, you know, seems to come natural and for me to feel that, notice that. And to, it's very natural for me to kind of like step in and, and address that person. And has that always given you good results or have people been a bit affronted by that and offended by that, I suppose, is what I'm trying to say? Uh, that's never occurred for me. That's amazing. That's so. I, I just think what what you do is, is it just takes life into a whole different dimension, um, and this is exactly what we need in the world. And we need more people like you that can help people to see life from a different perspective, especially if I look at addiction for a second and people that have tried the twelve step program that. A couple of programs that exist across the world, and that seems to be it, and or medication attached, and have the feeling of loss and the feeling that they're not good enough because the system doesn't work for them. You just blow that out of the water decks and and give us a whole new perspective to be able to take on to be able to really live our best life. That's that's really the essence of, of, of what it's about. And that story blows me away completely. And I, I'm so glad that you shared that with us. That, th- thank you so much. It's, it's, it just takes us to a different level to be able to, to really understand and dive deep into, into the work you do. I was saying a bit earlier that you've got uh, on your Instagram profile the ebook. There's a, a 15 week ebook home study course, um, there's lectures as well. How is the best way to, to make contact with you to be able to, to get in contact? Because I think we are definitely going to, as we said at the beginning, have you back again for another episode of the Mike Carroll podcast because you, you've completely blown me away. I could be here for the next hour and a half talking to you. We will obviously provide all of your details that, that you'd like us to provide in terms of to, for people to make contact with you. Is Instagram the best place? I mean, that's where I found you. Uh, well, I would say start with probably the central point would be my website. Um, Basically, if you just know the spelling of my name, that's all you need. You could Google my name. It's Dexter, D-E-X-T-E-R, Gelfand, G-E-L-F as in Frank, A-N-D. But as I was saying, the central spot would be my website. Through my website, you can get buy my ebook. You can do the 15-week course in applying therapeutic spiritual counseling for yourself. You Get me through the contact page. You can book sessions with me. I train practitioners. I've, I've trained quite a few practitioners. Basically, I, I can help people to resolve relationship issues, 
even if it's a work relationship or a, a romantic or any kind, my website is, is, is my name, Dex Sessions, plural, Dex, D-E-X, Sessions, plural, S-E-S-S-I-O-N-S, dot com, DexSessions.com. Wonderful. We're going to get Dex back in again very soon on the Mike Carroll podcast, uh, removing addiction and healing mental health, helping you to look in a completely different way of the world and, and to make you live your best life. And that's what's so important about our life. We've only got one, so let's make it our best. I'm Mike Carroll. Until next week, thanks for your time. Bye for now. There are many ways to removing addiction from your life and many ways to improve your overall mental health. It is our hope that we've opened your mind to seeing another way to live your best life. This has been Removing Addiction and Improving Mental Health. Join Mike Carroll next week for another episode.